thinking outside the box and the box it came in the blind leading the nearsighted four out of five doctors recommend not listening this is cash withdrawal and four out of five doctors welcome back to cash withdrawal quarantine edition day 12 day 12 you might ask yourself why i skipped day 10 and 11 i actually started my quarantine a few days earlier than everybody else so I'm going to catch up to the actual number by the time these episodes end. So I'm going to call this day 12. And uh, how are you doing? Are you doing? Are you doing? I hope you're doing well out there with your quarantine. I hope uh, you're finding some good parts of it. Um, it seems like couples are doing the best. That seems like the perfect scenario. You know, single people are a little bit more lonely. You know, they they don't have the built-in companionship. And, uh, you know, people who have kids, uh, especially kids my age, uh, you know, you kind of have to watch them all the time. So this idea that we can catch up on all the old uh, Netflix shows that we've never seen or movies or read books we haven't gotten around to, um, we kind of have to keep an eye on them uh, just to keep them alive. I mean, the other day uh, I kept my, took my eye off the kids for about 10 minutes. Uh, It's my job to kind of watch them for a little while and uh went downstairs and they were they put boxes on their head and they were beating the shit out of each other with hockey sticks so that's uh that's what i'm into now just kind of keeping an eye on that situation and uh i just said to them hey guys when someone bleeds uh, let me know i have to finish a little bit of work but um you know it seems like yeah it seems like the sweet spot is to have one significant other to spend this time with, have some little outdoor adventures with, and uh, make the best of it together, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe look back on this, and you kind of think of it fondly when you had that time you were sequestered with someone you hadn't really had enough time to to, to bond with, so I, I envy that. At the same time, I love our unit here. Uh, I, I love I love hanging out with the kids. Uh, went to a golf course today. It's nothing better than a golf course uh, when nobody's on it. Um, it's like a beautiful park. Um, I would highly suggest going out to a golf course, uh, playing some foot golf or uh, something like it. Uh, we didn't have clubs, but we went golf ball hunting. Uh, my guys have always loved golf ball hunting. It's sort of like Easter egg hunting. Um, you know, you it's just as exciting to find a golf ball and then you can actually use it later. Um, so my guys have always liked it. Um, so I would highly suggest that. Came up with some inventions today. Um, my kid came up with the uh, the ice mellow. And I think it's going to catch on if someone wants to uh, go into business with me. It's where you put ice cream inside of a giant marshmallow. So you can hold the ice cream because the mellow is a little colder the marshmallow and you kind of infuse or you put the the ice cream inside he's adding other things to it he's talking about sprinkles and hot fudge all that kind of stuff inside the giant marshmallow i think it's going to take off i do i think it's going to be pretty good i think it might be uh almost as big as mcflurry tablerone if i've ever even said that correctly we also uh Watch some chess videos. We've been playing so much chess. I thought maybe we should learn more about it. And all the keys to winning chess. It kind of bummed me out because 
we played afterwards. We played chess afterwards, and it didn't really feel the same after learning that there's actual techniques and rules to it. It was so much more fun when it was just free form. Um, I think a lot of things in life are like that. Um, I think the less I learned or the more I ignored some of the techniques of comedy, the more I enjoyed it. It just seems like it bogs you down sometimes rather than just discovering things that work for you to read books about. That's why I don't like self-help books, this kind of thing. It's like each person is so different. It's more fun to discover it on your own and feel like you're wise rather than learning about it different ways. So I don't know. It kind of ruined chess for me for a day at least. Um, I've been okay. I've been kind of happy every other day. That's kind of how it works for me. Um, Kind of the other day, every other day theory of happiness where you have a really bad day and then the next day you uh, wake up and you're like, I'm not going to let that happen again. Um, Yesterday was a terrible day. I like just was really bent out of shape about stuff. I was bummed out about all of this. And uh, I, you know you're having a bad day when you, you know, with the amount of inanimate objects you attack. I, uh, I found myself kicking things a lot yesterday, just inanimate objects. Uh, nobody in the family, heaven forbid, but I was out there uh, kicking chairs and knocking shit over and throwing, you know, cans against the wall. I just was one of those days. And then I woke up today and I was like, you're not going to allow that to happen again. I think Part of the every other day theory of happiness is you end up deciding the next day that you're not going to be too hard on yourself or expect too much. And then uh, or maybe maybe you feel like you deserve a good day after uh, after somebody uh, after a day is that bad. But in any event, I, I feel like it's going well some of the time every other day. Um, it's weird. It's it's um, it's it, I think we just all have too much time on our hands now. And um when you have too much time on your hands, you tend to worry about things that are irrelevant, or I tend to obsess about things that don't make any difference. And uh, it's it's an interesting thing because you, it's an insidious thing, really, because you, you too much time. What is it? What do they say? Idle hands, something or other. See, I'm always good with quotes. That's why this podcast is, I mean, if you were having withdrawal symptoms for the uh, Cashing with T.J. Miller show, which, by the way, we're getting the microphones in a couple days. We're going to be putting out some new episodes. Um, We're going to be doing some quarantine pods, and I'm really excited to get back with T.J. and do some shows. Um, This show was sort of in response to if anybody had any withdrawal symptoms for the other show. And, of course, I always have withdrawal symptoms when I don't talk to my good buddy for a long time. But... uh, this show, just me sitting in a room talking to you, I have a feeling this might give you even worse withdrawal symptoms for the other show. It might not be the anecdote you need. It might actually be the, uh, this might be a symptom of the problem. Uh, so we will get back to the other show as soon as we can. In the meantime, uh, I think it's interesting to just talk to you like this. And uh, I would like to know more about how it's going for you. Like I said, we have a lot of time on our hands. I think uh, you get obsessed with irrelevant things when you have too much time on your hands, like what somebody said or what they meant when they said it. And I think even our media uh, was caught up in that the last like 10 years where nothing truly devastating was going on compared to what's going on right now. And this puts it all in perspective. And so they were spending a lot of time talking about, you know, what one person said to another or what you know, who said what that made somebody else uncomfortable or this sort of thing or what somebody tweeted. I think that's really rich when they when they 
when the media, uh, you know, they they tell you what someone tweeted. It's like the the tweets are actually eliminating your job. I don't know why you're publicizing that. the The whole reason why people started tweeting partially was to uh, eliminate the middleman, which is you. So I don't know why you're publicizing other people's tweets and making that into a news story. Um, those tweets were in response to your worthlessness in, uh, in the media. Um, a lot of people just want to go directly to people and just say how they're feeling. Um, so I think it's ironic when people do that. Um, anyway, I think America has gotten, you know, been out of shape a lot of, about a lot of stupid things the last 10 years. And maybe we had too much time on our hands. Uh, but now, right now we're all quarantined and, uh, you know, maybe uh, we have more perspective all of a sudden. But then we get obsessed about stupid things in our own lives. So I don't know. The virus, um, they keep showing pictures of the virus. I was pictured, I mean, all the superhero movies, um, you know, you've got this thing that the world comes together for to try to beat. And it's usually like a giant monster or something. Or it's like a really evil person that has extra amazing powers, uh, terrible powers that he's using against the world. Or... Maybe it's another sort of alien type creature from another planet. There's so many different ways that they'll spin it. And it's it's terrible that this this world now has finally come together. We're all fighting this one thing. And it's this little squiggly thing uh, that they show in the background of every newscast. And it's not really fightable. And we can't get out and really fight it and like see what we're made of we all have to go inside and hide from it it's a bummer that uh and i know there's a lot of heroes out there by the way that are uh in particular the doctors that are trying to 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 help you know treat people and there's a lot of heroes a lot of generous people that have done a lot of courageous things already and they have not uh stayed in their house um but for the common man the only way we can fight it is to stay away from other people and stay in our house and try to uh let this curve uh, smooth over, and it's it's a bummer. I you always wonder um, how you'd step up if you could be a hero sometime in your life, and this isn't what most of us pictured in terms of a huge, huge um, crisis in the world and how we were able to respond, how, how we were asked to respond to it. So um, I know there are bigger things to be bummed out about with this crisis, but uh, that's one of them. Um, that really there's nothing we can do. We have to just kind of lay low for a while. Um, in any event, there are silver linings. Um, every episode I try to mention a silver lining or two. Um, if you could send me uh, on uh, the Cashing In with TJ Miller Facebook page any of your silver linings, I'd love to read them on the next next episode. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Um, but um, would definitely love to... Uh, to, to see what you've discovered um, that you feel good about. Uh, I, I want more positive stories right now. Uh, it seems like every single day uh, you, you wake up and you check the, uh, you know, the, the news and it's just more bad news for six stories. I mean, I woke up on Monday and they were like, this will be the worst week of your life. That was an actual news story. Or at least that was the headline for it. Um, so, I'd love to hear more about silver linings, the positive things. I'll tell you a couple other positive things I've discovered. Uh, I don't like making decisions. And uh, 
Uh, it's a bummer. I, I really don't like it. And this has eliminated a lot of the decisions you have to make day to day. It's just kind of stay home and see if you can uh, accomplish a few things and make the best of this situation. I hate decisions. Like, uh, I don't think I'd be a good bachelor. I don't think uh, if I were on The Bachelor, I really wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to choose between uh, 50 different ladies, as wonderful as they may be. I think I would, if I was on The Bachelor, I think I would just show up and just say, ladies, um, if you guys could just kind of uh, fight this out and settle it on your own, I'll appreciate it. And then I'd just sit back and wait. There should be a show like that where the women decide. They figure out ways to fight for the guy and he doesn't do a darn thing. No deciding. I'd say, I'm, I just make a speech. Like, I'm sure you're all wonderful, wonderful people. And I'm just going to sit back and uh, let me know how it all flushes out. And I'll marry uh, whoever comes out of this on top. That'd be pretty sweet. Of course, you end up marrying probably the most demonstrative person in the 50. It would probably be someone that you wouldn't like. The person that won that battle, you might not like the most. Because um, you can't make the case that person would love you the most. You kind of would, it would probably be the person that's just the most pushy. And, um, which is the winner of most battles. I've had some, some, uh, some battles this last week with uh, different, uh, oh, I don't know, situations with my career where it's not clear cut if I should, you know, which money, if money should be coming my way or the other way, let's put it that way. And it really does seem like the most pushy people win every argument. Uh, it's a bummer because uh, that's not really how it should be, but it really is like who who forces things and makes the most threats, that ends up uh, uh, determining uh, what happens in this world. Send me your silver linings and uh, I'll read them out loud and uh, I want to be connected to you. I know uh, this is a difficult time and uh, it means a lot to me that uh, I have this podcast and of course the other podcast to uh, to kind of vent my spleen and uh, stay connected. So thanks again for listening and stay safe out there. Deshai! Deshai!